This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cultivating Convos. We're happy to host for you uh, Megan Harshbarger here along with my colleague Brian Levin. Hey, Brian. Hey, how's it going? I feel like I've been on a decent amount lately. You guys are taking some vacation time. I am accruing <laughs> it very slowly, so I can't go anywhere yet. <laughs> Listen, you'll get there. <laughs> right, right. But hey, if I'm glad to be on this week's because we have a very excellent topic that I feel like everyone will enjoy. But Megan, you had a busy week and you got to go somewhere pretty cool. I did, yeah. So Shelby is gone this week, so I've been filling in for her and taking lots of calls and emails, but I did get a chance to hit the road. Um, I went to Adams County to interview a farmer whose farm turned 250 years old. That's, That's a lot wild. of cows to take. It's wild. I mean, and it's still in such good shape. And of course, you know, they're still growing crops and and harvesting corn and I think soybean and it's crazy. That is awesome. Ohio loves its farms and agriculture and to mm -hmm. see that, yeah, for 250 years, you can keep, you know, giving back and getting from the land. It is, uh, yes, a, a good way to uh, start the week. Yeah, and good to note too that um, this farm is actually the oldest farm in ODA's historic family farms program. So um, that's why we went down and we talked to John Smiley. So video coming soon um, on that. For sure, check out our social media pages. All right, so that that is worth celebrating. And what do we like to have when we celebrate, right? Cake and? Well, I scream, you scream. Are we gonna make Megan scream? <laughs> she screamed she was muted we'll go with that so hey we are talking about ice cream today we appreciate oda dairy inspector sarah wilkins for joining us we're not going to name names we were going to have someone who makes ice cream on with us and there's yeah. an ice cream problem how fitting <laughs> there is an ice cream problem so it's just the three of us and you're all gonna love it. Um, yes, of course, welcome back Sarah Wilkins, one of our faves to talk with us about, yay, ice cream. I did we're scream and a, I was muted. We're gonna have a great time. <laughs> I, I am just in my head though, picturing me like, I love Lucy scenario where like ice cream's coming out of machine and, and everyone there just has a spoon and is just trying to, you know, remedy the problem. <laughs> but I'm sure it's something way more serious. So hopefully everything goes okay. Uh, I guess, Sarah, my first question, is Ohio an ice cream state? Does that question make any sense at all? It does. I mean, we are in the middle of an entire ice cream country. We love some ice cream. We have, however, been eclipsed by New Zealand as far as per capita consumption. So I'm going to need everybody to just really ramp up their ice cream <laughs> consumption so we can regain our title as number one. I love that. Well, I guess we better start <laughs> one pint at a time. <laughs> Um, Sarah, talk about really quickly um, just ODA's um, dairy division role with, with ice cream in Ohio. All right. So the dairy division would license anybody, any frozen dessert manufacturer that would be participating in wholesale 
So um, that definitely doesn't cover everybody, but those people that are selling to say a grocery store that aren't going to be that final point of sale, those are the places that um, that we license. Sarah, what, I know we had you on during our cheese talk, which was which was great. I mean, depending on the dairy you're inspecting, how does the job change, if at all? Um, you know, it actually doesn't change that much. There are going to be some extra concerns, like um, with an ice cream facility inspection, you're going to spend a lot more time reviewing all of the ingredients, all of the inclusions, the variegates, all of that kind of thing that goes into the finished product. You're not going to have nearly as much of that as, say, a fluid milk plant where you know, at the craziest, they were maybe adding chocolate to some milk, but for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. With ice cream, my goodness, there's like a billion different flavors out there. So you could just imagine the variability when it comes to those ingredients. It can take a long time to review all that. What to you makes a good scoop of ice cream? One that is in my hand. I love <laughs> all of it. I love the kind of like um, cheaper, you know, like a frosty that's even kind of icy and air quotes, not good ice cream. Um, I love super premium ice cream. I love sorbet. So yeah, basically whichever is available to me right now. <laughs> I don't get the knock. I know some people do not like soft serve. I think it's great. Oh but yeah, I agree. You kind of brought up, I don't discriminate when it comes to what frozen desserts is that the the official title that's what we like to say that's our catch-all so that would cover your gelatos oh, uh your popsicles so even mm -mm -mm. And, I know. And sarah what i love about the ohio department of agriculture so many people you know it's not just a job you live it and you were telling us you just made homemade ice cream how how does this work i've never made it for as much as i love it never made it at home so there's a few different approaches. The one that I like at home is more of like a custard base. So that's gonna include some eggs. Um, that works really well as an emulsifier, kind of helps keep those ice crystals from forming, even though, as I just said, I don't really mind them. But uh, yeah, you basically are making a custard base first and then you're dumping it into that freezer that churns while it freezes and incorporates some air, gets a really, neat texture going and it just doesn't last long around here i tell you what <laughs> <laughs> she's gone there's some weird flavors out there too we were talking um before we we started recording what our favorites were but there are some very strange <laughs> flavors out there sarah <laughs> there really are so um Historically speaking, ice cream used to be a really opulent treat and something that was only reserved for like the most wealthy of the wealthy because these people, they didn't have refrigeration. So they would have to send folks like up into the mountains to retrieve snow and ice and things like that. Um, but yeah, some of these antique flavors were mostly things that people would use as perfumes. So think like uh, jasmine, and uh, things that you would you would smell. So one of my very favorite ones is called Ambergris, and it is a uh, byproduct, we'll say. No one's really sure which end of the whale it comes out of, but it's um, something that happens in the whale's digestive tract when they've eaten too many squids and they can't digest the beaks. So it comes out of the whale, either end, I'm not sure, 
and then has to roll around in the ocean for years, curing with the salt and the sun, and then eventually it washes up on the beach somewhere. And at that point in time, it's actually more valuable per ounce than gold. So, of course, all these rich people making ice cream felt the need to put that in their ice cream. Now, is that still a being made? Have you tried this? I would try it if I had the opportunity, but it is not currently being made. I think the trade of ambergris is currently illegal because maybe the whale that it comes from is endangered. That would be a guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So probably good that we've moved on from that. <laughs> yeah. Don't fact check us on this. <laughs> We're just <laughs> rifting here. Google that yourselves if you really want to know. It seems like there have been more experimental flavors that actually do well, you know, mixing the salty and the sweet. H have you tried? I I've thought my head, I'm I'm the basic. I like the mint, the cookies and cream, the cookie dough. But is there a flavor you've tried that you're like, I don't think I need that again? Um, I tried a watermelon taffy one time that was um, not for me. <laughs> I don't think I even finished it, which is like, crazy but you know what i would always try a goofy flavor i'm just i really would uh megan i think you were talking about one of your favorites that sounded absolutely wild oh a cotton candy shout out to handles originated in <laughs> youngstown in my hometown oh my dear everyone gives me crap for it but to me hands down best flavor on the list <laughs> You can't go wrong with it, my, except I will say my daughter likes, she got one, she picks it based on color, and one time it's going to go with pistachio, and I was like, let's try something else. Uh, but she got one that was like bubble gum, and I just, I don't know, that one just wasn't for me, but uh, I don't mm -hmm. know, hard to argue with all of these. Sarah, I, we were talking before the the podcast started recording, and, and I did speak to, I, I believe it's your boss, Brian Wise, who is a uh, chief dairy, the chief of the dairy division here at ODA was saying that ODA roughly inspects about 80 of these wholesalers every year, and then it could be up to local health departments from there. Um, do you know, I mean, it just seems like every small town you drive through in the state, there is like a mom and pop place. There is a local manufacturer. I would have to imagine Ohio loves its ice cream. You are correct. We absolutely do. Um, I can't even imagine how many facilities there are throughout the state. It's It's gotta be, if I had to guess like 10 times the amount that ODA has licensed. Cause like you said, every small town you drive through, someone has their little stand or maybe it's something that's like a franchise, but it does seem like there's ice cream in just about every little Ohio town. Thank goodness. Yeah, and I feel like more pop up every single day. Um, just when I lived in the short north, I mean, obviously Jenny's ice cream is is down there, but like I would say five or six new ice cream shops popped up on High Street alone over the last two or three years. So it's very cool. Lots of options, whatever, <laughs> whatever you fancy. Sarah, is there anything we left out? Any ice cream facts or figures you want to you want to let the people know out there? Oh, you know it. So I took a little time to come up with a couple of quiz questions for you all because i just love doing that <laughs> put us on the spot okay that's right that's right so uh phones down no googling just kidding if you want to that's fine <laughs> um <laughs> so we'll start with an easy one 
Um, what is internationally speaking, what is everyone's favorite flavor or most people's favorite flavor, I should say? Vanilla. I'd say vanilla. You guys are right. You're so smart. So according to a 2022 IDFA survey, chocolate is actually the most popular here in the U.S. Interesting. So, all right, we started easy. We're going to ratchet it up a little bit. So, what is the ideal temperature for ice cream scooping? I'd say 36. It'd be oh. a puddle. I guess I'm wrong. I guess. <laughs> Wait, what did you say, Sarah? I didn't hear what you said. It would be a puddle at 36 degrees. Okay, I think so it's just above freezing. I don't know why. Yeah, we so, well, we can't definitely couldn't get it above 32 without it melting. And ice cream right. actually, because of all the sugar in it, uh, melts even at a lower oh. temperature. Well, all so right. 15 then. You're much closer. So eight to 10 degrees is what's mm. considered optimal serving temperature. It allows you to really taste the flavors and smell the aromas and get that that full creamy yet still frozen not soupy experience hmm. brian we should know that we were reporters and we stood outside in that kind of weather so <laughs> so um okay two more if you had to take a guess in what month would you say the most ice cream is produced produced mm-hmm made manufactured july it's July. And maybe that's why in 1984, President Ronald Reagan declared this as ice cream month. And boom, there we go. Full circle <laughs> podcast. All right. Final question. How much ice cream was made in the U.S. last year? I'm going to do multiple choice. Okay. okay. 500,000 gallons, 1.3 million gallons, or 1.3 billion with a B gallons. In the, the U.S. In the U.S. last year. I'm all, you can never not have enough ice cream. So I want to say C. Give me the billions. He's right. 1.3 billion gallons. That's Nicely insane. done. Yeah, that is insane. <laughs> How many pints went to the two of you? Uh, I'm not really ready to come to terms with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Wow, that was now we're all craving it. Now we need it. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah hitting us with some knowledge. We love the quizzes. Keep them coming. And thanks for being with us today. It's been lovely. I don't think we have any cake inspectors. We have food safety, <laughs> but not specifically cake inspectors. So hopefully you got your fill of the desserts from from ice cream talk. Absolutely. It makes, of course, I want to go out and get a scoop or two and just enjoy that delicious taste over summer. Right, for sure. But hey, plenty of fairs coming up or that mm -hmm. have already happened county-wise. We have the Ohio State Fair happening July 27th. And I would imagine there will be uh, an ice cream booth or two that you'll be able to find there to uh, fit your fancy. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. I would think so. And we'll probably do some exploring. Um, I'm sure Brian and I and Shelby and the whole communications team will be out at the fair and um, we'll let you know. <laughs> For sure, you might recognize us by our voices, just since we're constantly yelling to you in this podcast. So if you hear us talking, make sure to stop by and say hi. All right. Thanks, everyone, for uh, listening with us today. Uh, we'll be back next week.
Take care. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.